Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, I'm going to answer the question, what is financial freedom? Like, what does financial freedom even mean. So the dictionary definition of freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants, or the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. Now, if we apply this to our finances, it's the idea that we can basically have the power to spend our time and money and energy how we want every day and not being imprisoned to an employer or to money. We can use our money to create more freedom in our lives, more time freedom, more energy freedom. And the thing to remember, though, is that this is going to look different for everyone. Now, what do we learn and get taught from a young age? You go to school, you get good grades, maybe you go to university and then you get a job. Why do you need a job? To get money. Why do you need money? To pay your bills and afford to do things. Now, obviously, this is actually fairly a new concept in regards to the entire, like, time period of the earth and humans because, like, cavemen were not bowling around getting jobs and making the bag, right? Money is a system that has been created and it's used to control people, right? We live in a capitalist society and we need money for things now. That's how it works. Now, I'm not going to go off explaining how money was created and the system of that. Maybe I'll do that in another episode, but we'll see. But unless you're going to go and live off of the land and like, you know, build your house, live by a river, make your own energy, make your own, grow your own food and not partake in society, then you need money. It's just a fact. But if you don't make your money work for you, you will forever have to work in a job to pay your bills and to pay for the things that you're told you need year on year until you die. And it sounds kind of sad, right? That is not freedom, having to work or having or needing to do anything. Totally not freedom. But choosing how you spend your time and what you do, that's freedom. So financial freedom is basically having enough money to support and fund your ideal lifestyle. You want to quit your job and spend your days on the beach? Sure. You have enough money in your investment and bank account that you can fund that lifestyle without needing to work. And that is the aim. Now, you might be listening to this and being like, I like working. I like my job. Totally okay. You can love your job and still not have financial freedom. Because if you are living paycheck to paycheck and if you were to lose that job, say they fired you, you got made redundant, you know, the company went under, you are in a poor financial position if you haven't worked up to financial independence and freedom. So as much as you love that job, it's not going to be the thing that keeps you secure. And I think we all kind of learned this in a way with COVID because even people who were like had good, strong, stable jobs, they were a bit like, shit, like I could actually lose my job. And some for some people, it was that first taste of like, oh crap, I need to make sure that I'm like saving, investing, looking after my financial health and working towards financial freedom. So how do we actually become financially free? 
So I read this quote from moneyfit.org and it said, to be financially free, you must pay off your consumer debts, build a safety net of money like an emergency fund and create enough passive income through either investing or business ownership to pay for your current and expected future living expenses. So really there is a practical and an emotional process to becoming financially free. And I'm going to tell you this now, but it will not happen overnight as amazing as that would be. This is going to be something that you have to work at for years to come. But what I will say is it will be so freaking worth it. Now there is this movement called FIRE, right? So it stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. And you've got these extremely frugal people. I think it started in America, but I could be wrong. And they literally only spend on the bare necessities and they invest like 60, 70% of their income, the, the highest amount they can to be able to retire as soon as possible. And then they basically spend the rest of their days living off their investments without needing to work. Now, for me, this is like way too intense. And I don't want to have to live that frugally for like five, 10 years just to be able to do that and quit my job, you know, in that period of time. I would rather find a nice balance between enjoying my money in the now and investing and planning for the future so that in like 20, 30 years, work becomes optional and I know that I can retire comfortably. It's for some people, it's not for everyone. If you heard that and you thought, oh, call blimey, that is a piece of me. I don't know why you sound so, you sound like a a British mayor. Um, Then you can look into it, right? And wow, I really threw myself off track there. Um, if you listen, if you look at that and if you hear this and you go, wow, that sounds like it is for me, then go read into it and see what you think. But there is a more relaxed way to aim to be able to retire when you want by basically clearing your debt, spending mindfully and saving and investing every single month. To be financially free, you need to ask yourself some questions. One, what do I want my future to look like? Two, what age and when would I like to retire by? Three, how would I actually like to live my everyday? And four, within my ideal day-to-day, how do I want to feel? Now, these questions will lead you on to figuring out the more practical stuff, right? How much do I need to have in my investment accounts? What are my financial goals and values? How much should I be saving and investing every month? Those questions are more like the practical side, right? And you can work that out once you understand what you want your future retirement basically to look like. So it's basically better to think about what lifestyle you're trying to create first and then think about what money you need instead of focusing on saying, I want £100,000 invested, but not really knowing your why. Because the why part is very, very important. You've got to know your why. And like there is this concept in Japan called Ikigai. And part of that is about like finding your purpose in life and understanding your why. And there is this thing... I don't know if any of you have heard of it. It's called The Blue Zones. I read about it and I found it fascinating. And I'm pretty sure when Zac Efron did that show, do you remember on telly where he went around all the different countries looking at all the different health and wellness practices? I think he went to some of the Blue Zones. But basically, I think there's like seven or nine places around the world where per square metre of like land, they have the highest number of centenarians, which is people over the age of 100. So I think it's like Sardinia, somewhere in Japan, um... Okay, I just Googled it. So 
basically five main places in the world. Okinawa in Japan, Sardinia in Italy, Nicoya in Costa Rica, Icaria in Greece and Loma Linda in California. So those five places basically have a really high number of healthy over 100 year olds, right? So they went round and they did all of this research, like looking into why. What was the reason for them all being so old and so healthy? So part of it came down to lifestyle, right? Like what they were eating and how they were living. So they got loads of sleep. They ate until they were like 80% full. They had really um, a good balanced diet, you know, and obviously they were different in the different places because they all have different types of cuisines, but like healthy, fresh from the ground, non-processed food. And yeah, fascinating, right? Diet and lifestyle, massive part of it. But another part of it was having a life purpose. So in um, Japan, it was known as Ikigai. And in Nicoya, it was known as Plan de Vida. And having a purpose in life and understanding your why is associated with a reduced risk of death possibly through psychological well-being. So when you have a reason to wake up in the morning, it basically keeps you alive. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you cracking on. It keeps you happy. And like, there's actually studies that have shown this. So bringing this background to financial freedom, understanding why you want financial freedom, what is the purpose of money and the role that that is going to play in your life? Because that is going to keep you motivated, on track and working towards it. And I always thought this concept was so interesting. Like I just did loads of research into it because I was like, oh, these people be living, they're so healthy, right? So in Japan, they had some people who would like go out and go to their garden and grow vegetables. And they like had this real big sense of community. Um, There was like such a mix. And in like um, some, in the hotter countries, like in Sardinia, like some of them still worked, but they didn't see it as work because it was a choice, but they were still very active. They were going up hills and like herding sheep and stuff like that. But they all had a purpose. They had a reason to wake up in the morning. And applying this to our money is so important. So say, for example, you were like, I'm going to go on my fire journey. I'm going to try and be financially independent and retire early. And you start being really frugal, not really spending much. And maybe you start to not really enjoy your day to day because you're like, I don't have any money to spend on anything. I've just got the necessities. And actually, this kind of sucks, right? If you were really connected to this vision of your future self in 10 years who wasn't working, you were like roaming around, traveling, I don't know, whatever your dream was was, that can, uh, basically, you can pull that feeling into the present moment and you can be like, oh, that's why I'm doing it. I can, I can suck it up and do this, you know, for five, 10 years. Or if you're not planning to fire, to, to do fire, right. But you're just thinking long-term in 30 years and you're, and you get to the month and you want to invest, but you're like, oh man, I really want to like go out more. I want to like buy more shoes or I want to like spend more money on whatever, right. You want to spend more money. And that would mean dipping into your savings or dipping into your investments. The more connected you are to your why and this future vision of yourself, the easier it will be to make the choice to not dip into your savings or investments and let that suffer. You prioritize that first and then spend what's left over, right? Now, I believe that financial freedom is available to everyone. And obviously, we have to take into a level account a level of privilege what type of, you know, what class you're born into, um, gender, race, sexuality, like all of those intersections, um, they they all count. But you hear crazy, 
like crazy stories from around the world of people who have literally gone from having nothing and you think like, no, they are going to, you know, that's their life now. They're set that way to being like completely financially free and being in the best position they ever could be, right? Oprah is a good example of this. I know she's like this big famous worldwide celebrity now, but she literally came from nothing and she worked super fucking hard to get to where she needed to be. Now, obviously your dream might not be to be Oprah, but the point is, is like what an inspirational story that she, like if she had told anybody, I'm going to be, you know, a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever, people probably would have laughed at her. And they probably did to be fair. Um, but like she held that vision. She held her why. She probably made sacrifice. Well, she probably made a lot of sacrifices, but she got to where she wanted to be. And now she's, she's got to be very financially free. And this like sense of hard work and like going after your purpose is so important. Like there's no point being financially free just for the sake of it. Obviously it's like stress alleviating, makes for a better life, but you have to make that concept your own. One person's financial freedom might be not working, being able to stay at home with their children, you know, raise their children, maybe go on a holiday every year and just have a nice old time growing some vegetables in the garden, you know, very modest, but to them that's their financial freedom. Whereas someone's else financial freedom could be being able to have an entire property, you know, a 10 property portfolio that is allowing them to travel the world by first class, seeing all these amazing things, going to bougie restaurants. That's also financial freedom if you built up to that. But they're two extremely different scenarios. It's just about what it means to you. And there's a guy who I freaking love. His name is Rami Sethi and he... His concept is around living your rich life. What does your rich life look to you look like to you? Is it staying at home with the kids? Is it having a property portfolio? Is it being able to travel? Is it being able to set up a charity? Like there is no dream too big. No dream too big. If you can create it in your mind, you can create it in real life. But it's how willing you are to stay connected with that vision and motivated to take action to get that thing. It's not going to say you'll get it in a year. You might get it in 10. You might get it in 50. Who knows? But it is available to you. And it's just tapping in to that future version of yourself, acknowledging how you're going to feel, what your life is going to be like, and then asking yourself, how am I going to get there? And how strongly do I want that thing to take action now? And I think this obviously is where investing comes in because you can obviously save paycheck to paycheck for things, but nobody ever got rich or like financially stable just from saving. Investing is where you're making your money work hard for you. You're taking your money, you're putting it into something and you're letting it multiply over a bigger, like a longer period of time so that you are creating a passive income through those investments to be able to quit your job and live the life you want. And that is the power of investing compound interest and yeah, like making your money work hard for you. So no one's going to do it for you, right? So ask yourself, what am I willing to do to get to where I want to be to be financially free? And with that, that is the end of the episode. I will leave you with that, my people. Um, But I hope you enjoyed that episode and please do slide into my DMs on my Instagram. Ask me any questions if there's anything you want to chat about. And I hope you tune in next week. Have a lovely week. Bye.